Yo, we here. Another episode. Of free game, free game Friday. Friday. Episode four. Number it's four. different. Consistency. That's what gets you one of these. Right. What y'all know about consistency? If y'all familiar, we got a bunch of questions. Y'all can fill out the sheet. It's a link in the bio. You could always send questions to whatever you want an answer to on business, on independence, on life, on our journeys, whatever the fuck you want to know an answer to. We're going to shake them up and answer them. We got 45 minutes. 45? Something like that. Maybe 30. Whenever I feel like we done. This first one is from facts only underscore yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. <laughs> is it smart to send public figures free merch? Um, I don't think it's smart or dumb. <laughs> I think I think I think you should send free merch to the people that you fuck with or like or love. You know, right. whether they're a public figure or not. If you love what someone is doing, send them shit just because you fuck with them. Factual, factual, free marketing. Trying to get a new person. Okay, whatever. This is from Creative Mind of Poet G. How did you get so great with the vivid imagery in every song? 10,000 shots. Is that what you was going to say? No. Oh. <laughs> it all started when I was a child. <laughs> no, 10,000 shots, right? The Where more you, you do cards? it, the better you get at it. I'm just putting them under my oh. water bottle here. You can take whatever. The more you do it, the better you get at that shit. What he said. This is from Ty Preneur. This Marte, this is our dog. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. Ty Preneur. Like entrepreneur? Ty Preneur? I guess. Mm. I don't know. Mm, Whatever. Best times to post on the weekends slash weekdays. Um, The best time to post is when you got something great to share. There's no... There's no time like, you know, a lot of people use the algorithm and try to go into fan data and see what times people are active on the platform. But I think the best time to post is when you're excited to share something no matter what. Right. Um, we space our post out usually about two hours apart, but sometimes I, I don't even use that full space. If I got something cool and I'm excited and I'm happy to share it, I'm putting that shit out. Right. We definitely right? tested that theory with days like this. Right. All all those posts did well, and then the one that was really great, the tens, twenties, like third or fourth one. Yeah, right? and right. it, it so didn't matter of, about when we that posted shit matters, it. Yeah, man. if you got some great share that shit, the ones that are great are gonna go. Don't matter what time you posted it at. This is from the real Qua Eleven. Do I need a manager? Do you have business to manage? <laughs> now we talked yeah. about this in another episode. Um, you should be managing yourself, and you should. Oh, actually, no. This was a conversation this somewhere was the else. United Masters. Yeah, shit, right? you, you should, don't need a manager until you have business worth managing. Right, and then right. you should know all your business. Like you shouldn't have a manager that's managing all your stuff, and you don't touch it, and you don't know what's going on. Like you should know exactly what you want, exactly where you're headed, and then you should bring in somebody who can help support that. Who actually can help support that? <laughs> Not just to say emphasis, you have a manager. Emphasis, <laughs> emphasis. This is from at only one renegade. What matters more in your career going forward? Authenticity or longevity? Both. Um, neither neither takes precedence to me. Um, actually, I, I guess authenticity takes a bit pres- precedent because I'm not I'm not super concerned about longevity because uh, I'm a retire anyway. Right. 
you know, but I, I feel like when you're authentic and you build real authentic things, they naturally just last in the world. You you don't even have to think about longevity. That's just a byproduct of you building something great. It just lasts. What Drake say? Only the real shit gonna last. Drake the, didn't say that. Wait, that was no. some old nigga on the song. But, but you know but what yeah, I'm you know what sure, I'm talking about. Sure. That's crazy. Just <laughs> <laughs> back me up. <laughs> this is from Salva the People. What's the top three tools or strategies that have contributed the most to getting your music and brand seen? Consistency, quality. What would you say number three is? <laughs> it's a tough one. I think great music, great content, great marketing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At He's a Geek. Come on. Who came up with the idea to put a stage in a backyard? <laughs> I am he. I will take the blame for such. <laughs> <laughs> These allegations are true. <laughs> this is from One Peckett. How do you outsource your Facebook ads? If so, how do you find a reliable source to hire? Did you use Fiverr.com? Uh, he does everything. Literally everything. Um, trial and error really helped you figure out like how to push ads what was useful but uh no you shouldn't you should be trying to learn everything you don't I really mean, need I, to outsource I think, right i think i think you should outsource if you're not willing to learn because it still it, it still needs to get done so but i think your outsourcing technique is finding the people who you <clears> think do it exceptional i think that they should have work to show like work with people that can prove their accomplishments you know we go into meetings and yeah. we're like what do you do and they're like oh i help with this and it's like no nigga what did you do right, right. i think i think it's necessary to outsource sometimes because like we don't handle seating right that's outsourced. but the thing about outsourcing is like if you've never done it before then you don't you know don't about know the quality for. of what they're right. doing you know they could be running facebook ads and they're like yeah you're getting sixty thousand right. so, views but they're right. not real and views that's the so thing that like, we did i actually had a company running ads at one point um and they were tarry, they were hitting like regions like India and Brazil and shit. And nothing's wrong with those regions, but they weren't beneficial to me. It was just more so views than authentic uh, fans right. that could actually buy merch and actually pull up to shows and support. So I think it is very necessary for you to learn it yourself. So at least when you do hire somebody, you know what you want. So you could tell them, hey, this is the type of right. ad I want, you know. This is what I, I need learned you to a lot do. about ads through trial and error, learning how to run discovery instead of fucking stand, you know, just different shit through trial and error right. but uh yeah if you're going to outsource you have to really know what you're looking for because especially in the ad space because it's very easy to get a fake return or right. a return that's <laughs> not really worth your money you know right. and you could burn through ad dollars really fast yeah you really shouldn't be outsourcing things until you understand how to do it and it's like too much for you to handle now you have so many other things that you need to do so now it's time for you to outsource that and teach that person how to do it and then have them do that thing for you yeah if you're if you're if you choose to outsource before you choose to go on youtube i think that's an issue you know i think yeah. youtube first <laughs> you know? yeah uh this is from just can just cancel me <laughs> do you recommend bombarding your instagram with music clips um it depends on how great those music clips are um, I, don't, I think bombarding is an interesting term to use for that. If it, if you feel bombarded, that probably means it's not that great of quality 
or right. you know it's not something you enjoy because i don't feel bombarded by great shit ever i don't ever feel bombarded when i'm making a lot of money you know <laughs> things that i enjoy doing so right. i think if it's great shit it's not bombarding no matter what and i think you should put out as much as you can as long as you can keep that quality up and and shit that you enjoy factual this is from ojd <laughs> right can't help himself <laughs> How did you set up the pay what you want and actually receive the payments? Is it separate for merch and music? Everything we do is proud to pay. Um, we initially started with spreadsheets and Google Forms. Now um, that we've become more successful with that and we've got more uh, people interested in building that along with us, we've gotten more into the tech space of people who can help us accomplish this, but it was really but manual. Yeah, yeah manual so for yeah. shows uh and for shows and, and microphones and shit like that it was manual but for the website we use shopify and there is an app that's called a pay what you want app that uh we found Taz hall helped me found and it's got some bugs and shit but it really helped us start the structure of it and you set that app up in your shop and people could input their own price but we're currently uh developing our own you know, app insight site to do offer based things with outside of that. But yeah, there is a pay what you want add on in Shopify that you guys could use to start doing that now. This is from a will to win or guy, a will to win. <laughs> <laughs> How did you go about your merch, such as buying blanks, embroidery transfers? So, um, man, all that shit was through trial and error. I started, I think my first blanks came from like t shirt wholesaler. Now we use SS Activewear, and uh, they, they're just like a source for, they have Bella Canvas and Gildan and every, every company through there. They're like a wholesale distribution. You get a wholesale or resale license, and then you could buy in bulk and buy wholesale um, embroidery. Uh, we use a company called Stars that help with our embroidered patches and like the Halloween patches. They're really dope. Stars.com. That's where we bought our presses as well. Um, S-T-A-H-L-S. Yeah, we bought our presses from there. Um, and then transfers, we use uh, Supercut. I started off <laughs> with Monkey Prints and then we went to FM Expressions. We used them for, for a while and now we use Supercolor, man. Supercolor is, is, is friends great. of ours. They're exceptional. Yeah. Their shipping times is low. We really fuck with them. So Supercolor for transfers. We use stalls for presses and patches and we use SS Activewear for merch and garments. That was a great question. And for CD duplication and vinyls and distribu distribution, we use Unified Manufacturing. Those are our folks. That was a great question. That was. They got some. Right, put them on. Now they know exactly who to go to. This is from TPC. What would you say is the most effective format of music marketing on social media while still being a way to communicate your personality and values as an artist. Um, your music should communicate your personality and values as an artist. If you feel like there's a difference between the two, then you should be looking at the type of music that you're creating and if it's reflective of yeah. the kind of and person that you are. And your content and your marketing should yeah. all be a reflection of your values and who you are as a person, right? Your marketing should never deviate from who you are. Like if you're fucking someone who doesn't drink and you're doing sponsors for Hennessy, that's a little, <laughs> right. it's a little off. You feel me? Like that shit should always be reflective of, of your human and, and how you choose to navigate life. Factual. Factual. This is from Skinny Ride Music. How many times should you post or put out music? I think you should put out 
as much music as you want or can if if you love it. If you love it, put that shit out. Uh, I don't <laughs> think there's a limit to posting as well. If you love it, if you have something you love that you think it's worth sharing, share that shit. Right. There's no limit to none of it ever. There's no rules, no limits. If you got it, put that shit out and share it. Yeah. Don't just share it because you're trying to put something out there. Make sure you love it. This is from Fam Protection First. A man of moral. <laughs> What was the game plan when you started building your business and how has the plan evolved to become what we see today? I love that uh, everybody like watching you grow and do what you do that it feels like from the outside you have this big plan and everything's like headed in a certain direction. (laughs) But I mean, from all the meetings that I've sat in with you, it's like you're just moving with life. Like it grows as you grow. And as you execute one idea, another idea will come about and it just kind of evolves that way. Yeah, there never was like a big game plan for me. It's always just been I want to do this thing. So I'm just going to go do that. And then whatever happens after that, you know, I wanted to drop an album. The album dropped. People responded well. It was like, oh, I want to throw a show. Oh, the show was successful. Okay, I want to do another show. Oh, I want to ride a tour. Like, it just, it just, as you execute ideas, more ideas evolve. So right. there was never a game plan. And even today, I don't really have a big game plan. I just be doing shit. Shout out, hey, Cujo, man. I just, <laughs> just be, be doing, doing shit, shit for, for real. real. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, Momo's, you did those Proud to Pay brunches, and now you have a whole Proud to right? Pay cafe. And now it's led to this. Now yeah. we're going to be fucking Proud to Pay, doing, did a whole renovation, right? But that was yeah. from me just doing the first one. So this was never in the game plan, right? <laughs> but, th- but this is where you end up after you run a few plays. Right. Me? Yeah. At California Young, what are some pros and cons of creating GC merch? There are no cons to creating GC merch <laughs> at all. I don't think I don't think there's any cons. Um the pros are it provides equity to our company it allows our fans to be a part of what we're building and um it helps employ my family and my homies i got a lot of homies who work on merch my mom works on merch my dad comes home and work on merch sometimes um yeah it just gives us it and you know just longevity and equity and helps us build the the platform even larger than it already is shout out sarai shout out sarai man a real <laughs> nigga she just came from the merch room we were just talking right. about merch and my nigga came out come on big dog nigga getting shit <laughs> pressed up <laughs> <laughs> pressed up <clears throat> this is from benny.groove how do you know when to say no um when it don't feel right I mean, you can you could just tell like if you have hesitancy to say yes, if you're not excited about it, if it don't make you want to run and tell your friends and your folks, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> right. Easier said than done. Right. <laughs> At the real <laughs> underscore KC Black. How should I go about marketing my content in order to get in front of people that are more likely to like it? Um, I think you just had to make great content. You know, it's it's the same with anything else. If you need electronics, you go to Best Buy. If you need gas, you go to Shell or Valero. If you need food, you go to a fucking restaurant. Like, you just have to create great content and create what people need. And the people who need that will go get it. People who, who want water, go find fucking water. How do you create great content? I feel like we keep saying that, but maybe it's a... Uh Maybe people don't. Understand I don't think there's no structure or is. no one way. I think when you when you're making content, if it makes you smile or laugh or feel, 
then you you won. You have great content. If you could watch it and there's a straight face and you don't give a fuck about nothing that's going on, <laughs> <laughs> right. then that, throw that shit away, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's as simple as that. It should make you feel something. I love that. You niggas are so annoying. They're over there whispering, <laughs> sitting in the same right, stance. Right, telling each other secrets. Right. Right, tongue in the ear. <laughs> <laughs> They're not even saying nothing. <laughs> They're just whispering for no reason. <laughs> uh, this is from Wet Robots. Shout out to Katrina. How successful are you with slash without a team of creatives? Um, as successful as you are willing to work? I think that the team is a product of the work that you put in, but you can be successful. Well, also whatever your definition of success is, but you you can be successful without a team as long as you working hard and you putting in the same amount of work that you would need for a team. Well spoken. <laughs> There's no anonymous. Tieta, are you related to La Russell? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's my mom. That's my dog for real. <laughs> <laughs> Them niggas say your mom looks younger than you. <laughs> <laughs> this is from at Cam Got Next. Mm-hmm. With social media, how did you keep going when the algorithm tried to stop you? What algorithm? I'm just playing. Um, I don't think that the algorithm can stop you. Like, if you think about social media, the reason why Instagram is profitable and all these other platforms is because we use them and they push content that is enjoyable that keeps us on the platform. So as long as you're creating something that's enjoyable, the platform can't stop you. The platform was created to push great things that make people want to use it. So if you feel like the algorithm or the platform is working against you. Sorry to break it to you, but you're working against yourself. That nigga said sorry to break it to you. <laughs> Get your content up, man. Get your that, content the algorithm up. is never stopping you. Right. Man. It's never stopping you. Right. That's crazy. Make, Make my your shit content straight. great, bitch ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Make great content, bitch ass nigga. Right. At Blanking. DJ Kales G. What's something you wish you knew early in the journey? Um that all I had to do was the work and it didn't come down to nothing else. There Man. was no there was no nigga in a suit stopping me. There was nobody blackballing me. There was nobody not fucking with me. Right. I just wasn't doing the work. Right. And if I would have did the work then, I I would have been as successful then as I am now. Sheesh. Preaching on this platform. <laughs> this is from I am Dre Pitts. You once said you are you are the algorithm <laughs> can you break that down and give us a posting plan uh we kind of already gave him a posting plan and i just kind of talked about how you Rerun are the, algorithm. the posting plan though just um, just so, just so so niggas understand <laughs> yeah so we post at 7 a.m a quote 9 a.m a reel 11 a.m free game fridays now 3 p.m uh another PM. no 1 p.m another reel 3 p.m is anything that we loved throughout the day and then 5 p.m is an interview or 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. kind of go back and forth. But um, he said you are the algorithm because whatever type of like quality content that you're posting or however often you're posting is going to determine how successful you are. People think the algorithm decides if you win or if you get millions of views, but it's not the algorithm. The algorithm is you. Whatever quality content you're putting out and however often you're putting it out is the kind of results you're going to get. Talk your shit, son. <laughs> Make my shit they straight. call me. <laughs> st- <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> Shout out to you, Spock. I'm unsure. 
Do you work a nine to five while growing in the music industry? If so, did you work a nine to five while growing in the music industry? If so, what did you do before taking music 100%? Yeah, I worked several nine to fives. Uh, I started at UPS and then I worked at FedEx and then I worked uh, at a winery in Napa. And then my last job was at uh, United Technologies in the aerospace field. I was doing uh, security when I met you. Yeah. <laughs> but you had a job. few jobs prior. What did you Yeah, work? I worked a lot of jobs. I worked at the grocery store. I worked uh, at security. I worked for the football team in college. I worked at a pizza place called Blondie's. Um, Berkeley, Berkeley legend. Right? You do you do what you can to get that paper right. But yeah, security honestly was the best job that I ever had because I just sat there and watched people walk in and out of door, but I was able to use my computer and edit before, shout out to him, before he retired me. <laughs> I'm never going to work a real so job again. You know what's so funny about security? It's like, it's never, the person wearing security never gives you security. At all. Like, generally. I would not save nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have saved no. They used to look at me and be like, you secure in this place? That's Hell hilarious. yeah. And then my nigga brought Sarai in. <laughs> and then we was out there goofing we around. We secure in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our Uncle Tio. <laughs> oh, security was great. Get your guard card and do security. Uh, what is some advice you would offer to new artists? Um, 10,000 shots, consistency, and willingness to do the work. That's all it really takes. You, you the artist. Yeah, put that shit out. Work on your craft. Do whatever the fuck it takes. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's an easy one. Right, my echo. Uh, stick, st- stick me on you. Stick <laughs> me on you. Stick me on you. Why you say it so many times? I had to. I had to see. Uh, what is your number one tip for social media? Consistency. 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 <laughs> Whoever does it the most is the nigga who's gonna win. You're never going to beat the nigga who plays every day and you only play once a week. That nigga's going to destroy you every game. That's in (laughs) life. Simple as that, (laughs) right? That's in life. (laughs) This is from Locked In Lil. Best advice for an artist who lacks visual content. Go out and create it. (laughs) (laughs) Go make some visual content. And it doesn't have to be some big ordeal. If you're an artist, get you a mic, get you a camera, go stand in front of something and do what you do. It don't matter what you're doing. We had this uh, conversation one time. He's like, I can stand inside of a kiddie pool and rap and it will go viral. (laughs) It's not about like the location or none of that. If you great at your craft, everything else is going to come. Just create the content. Come on. This is from Yeah, I'm Gmo. Okay, Gmo. What what's the minimum required to invest in your music? Um, there isn't necessarily a minimum. Some people got uh equity in my songs for $25, some takes $5,000. It depends on the trajectory of the song. So if it's a song like a baggage claim, that the whole world is hearing clearly that's a very big song so your stake in it would be a lot higher for an entrance but if it's like a album cut like this is the way i live it could be a lot lower because that song isn't in as much as a demand so um there's not really a minimum it just depends on how i'm feeling when when i'm approached and and what level i'm at in my career the coolest part about that is that like this is the way i live isn't in demand now but music never dies so in three mm-hmm. years it could end up getting synced or something and if you got in at 25 dollars now 
now if you got in that $25. Right. That money's in a perpetuity. $25 today for a lifetime of revenue is never a bad deal. Right. $5,000 today in exchange for 20 years, 30 years of revenue right. is never a bad thing. And no matter what, it's a win. My career is only going to get bigger. It's a fucking W, right. period. Music is forever. <laughs> it's forever. Sheesh. This is from Marty McFly. Are you going to change when you blow up? Definitely. I have to. I'm you not working to. this hard to stay the same. Right. Like the, the whole point of us doing all this shit is so we could change things and we could change who we are and the things that we do. So, yeah, definitely. Change For is certain. the one thing that is 100% <laughs> guaranteed in life. Right. We have to. Man. <laughs> if, if you're I, afraid to change. Right. You wouldn't have a Momo's <laughs> Proud to Pay brunch if I didn't change. You wouldn't have an offer-based ticketing system if I didn't change. Like that. that's a necessity. Like right. that's what we're doing this shit for. But, like, people look shit. at change in such a bad way, like, you change and, like, you turn evil. But change is also growing. Talk your shit. <laughs> this man this got an alien on his shirt. At the first. <laughs> is it naked? Oh, nah, no, he's in a sweat a outfit. Yeah, that nigga fly. It's the <laughs> first Jonin. Jonin? Best income stream as an independent artist besides shows. Merch. Mm-hmm. Merch. And also selling your CDs, but people don't be doing that no more. Selling yep. your music. Merch. Selling your music direct. I mean, mm. shit, for me, stock, gold card, all of the above. Stock, but, uh, cheese, Just starting checks, merch gold. for certain. Like, get you some merch. Made a quarter million in this mech game. I had to finish the bar. <laughs> this is from The Life of Zai. How much does it cost to fund your own tour? That is a great question. Mm. It depends on where you want to go and how big you want to do it and what way you want to do it. So, I mean, we did a lot of early shows in L.A. where um, we were doing, like, door fees. with our, Like, our first L-Sid show, I think our door split was, like, 90-10. Or I don't even think we did a door split then. It was like a bar minimum of $1,000. And I think it was like a $250 deposit. And that was early. And uh, we traveled in a Sprinter van. The Sprinter probably was like 800 to a rack to get there. We had all our own equipment. So that alleviated. So gas and food on the way. So total would probably, that trip probably cost us like three or four grand. Our last L.A. show, I rented a fucking bus and I brought <laughs> my niggas and that venue had a different split. I think we did like fucking 80, 20. I catered food. Yeah. So like some of my shows now cost upwards eight to 10 grand to execute and make happen. But we make a lot more money now. So it just depends on the type of show and experience you want to provide. Uh, so, yeah, if you're going to do a tour, I mean, it could be anywhere from. You can execute a small three city run with, you know, anywhere from ten grand, and it could be upwards to fifty to a hundred, depending on set design, instrumentalist. Like now, we fly out Michael Prince and Rich and right. a whole bunch of excessive shit, but it adds to the experience. So it just depends on the level of art that you want to um, give and have people experience. Didn't get an answer. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's your uh, damn. These flies are ruthless today. My shit straight. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> this one is uh, anonymous. Have you had friends that were also pursuing the making of music and being successful from it? 
whilst pursuing the same how did it make you feel what's the best way to keep looking forward rather than what everyone else is doing even though it's been done in your face and all over social media um kind of yeah yeah definitely i've definitely felt that i mean i felt that early like um man yeah i've never had a friend that was uh i guess wildly successful from i think i'm the first but definitely homies that got on a little bit earlier or had a little bit more success than i was having and it could definitely make you feel small or imposterous or feeling like you're doing some shit wrong or you're not deserving and um the only way to combat that shit is to just keep working and to know that what's for you is what's what's for you. You feel me? You watching another nigga plate, your food gonna get cold. Ooh. Then when you eat your shit, you are gonna be dissatisfied because it's cold. This shit Sheesh. ain't even taste good no more. You spent all your time watching another nigga plate. Sheesh. Right. Got flies on your shit. <laughs> you feel like uh, his statement of like it being done in your face. Yeah, I don't think it's ever being done in your face. It's just happening in life. You only feel that way because you feel that way, and that's how you choose to feel. And, uh, yeah, that shit comes with it. Like, it's very easy uh, to feel that way. I remember uh, during field trip time when, like, Tessie was getting a lot of rapport, and I used to feel a way, which was crazy because, like, I wrote, the, I was the reason that the project, you know, <laughs> got crazy. so much rapport, but I still felt that imposter syndrome. Like, I, was, I wasn't getting what I was deserving, and that's just, like, that's just natural when you want something so bad and you want to succeed. And I think that's a natural feeling you got to work through and you got to understand that it's like not real. It's non-existent. You feel me? Damn, I did not know that. Yeah. This is from Jay Lil Boy. Do you have any tips on things to do before and after I drop my mixtape? Um... <laughs> I think that uh, something that's been really helpful when dropping his albums has been shooting all of the content, not all of it, but a lot of content before we drop the album. So that way, after the album drops, we can roll that out accordingly and already have content to go with the album. Um, and then I would say just create content after you drop the album as well. And don't stop pushing it just because it's been a week or two weeks or two years since you dropped it. Like music lives forever. So yeah. before you drop and make stuff to push it after you drop and make stuff to push it and just uh i think you should it. you should have a minimum of three ways to produce each song on your project so i look at things like if i have a 10 song album i'm going to find a minimum of three ways how to push each song and that gives me 30 pieces of content some songs are better than others so you end up with like five or six ways to push it but if you can come up with three ways to push every song you have even if you only have three songs that's nine pieces of content nine pieces of content could last you either nine weeks or one week or two depending on the frequency you want to drop it but if you, if you learn how to purpose that shit, then you could have a multitude. Just three songs could get you pretty far with five pieces of content each. That's 15 pieces. Right. What about tips outside of content? I'm just trying to think. Dropping a, a mixtape? I mean, I mean, getting your registrations and shit, right? You mm -hmm. know, submitting your pub and, and all that shit. Submitting but I think lyrics. I think content is the key to that. I think right. first is making great music, and then after that is just content, just so right. people can see it. Um, after it, once you get a piece of content that catches fire, run some ads behind it. If something goes astronomically, then seed it. But other than that, yeah, just make great, great content around it. All right, let's do three more, huh? 
That was it. What? You said. Okay, we're going to do three more. All right. At Benny.Groove, what are some important aspects to throwing live music events? Oh, good question. Uh, I think having a great live performance is the most important aspect. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm coming for a show, I want to see a fucking show. I don't want to do a sing-along or <laughs> see or or hear some shit I could have heard in the car. No backing tracks. Like, having a great <laughs> performance is the main part of the experience. And then I think just providing extra elements outside the experience. So, like, we provide food. We provide merch. Just things that build community. We have jumpers outside. Mm-hmm. So uh, shit like that that just adds to the experience, photo opportunities and talking to people. Uh, I think all of that makes it like you just want people to leave your event smiling and, and happy or just feeling. Yeah. This is from Richie Sandoval. What do you believe is one of the best platforms to put out your music to the public and see some type of return from your investment that you put into the music, meaning videos, photo shoots, etc.? What is happening? Um, sheesh. The best, the best platform, platform. I think the to pla- see a return. Yeah, I mean, if you're going into it with I the think, goal of a return, I think direct is the bla- <laughs> best platform to see a return. Is your own platform. Yeah. If you're trying to see return immediate, then you need to put shit out on your own platform so people could pay you directly. Right. Giving the music directly to the fans, not going through a distro or waiting for it to catch on out on uh, Instagram or something. Last one? Yes, sir. Come on. This is from S. Gia. As a new artist, what is the best way to get your music out there and heard by the people of the... I feel like we, we've answered that Why so many times. Why you say it like that? Because it was the last one I was trying to get... Uh, <laughs> dun, okay. dun, dun. At the real Jimmy underscore. How did you get your streams to do great, and how can your techniques work for me? <laughs> uh... I got my stream to do great by just making great music and great content. As your content grows and as people find your shit, they just want to go listen to it more and more and more. And um, I think that's just a rinse and repeat cycle. Like every time Baggage Claim goes viral, the streams go up. Every time a live session goes viral or something, the streams go up. Hyphy 2020 went viral last year, the streams went up. So it's all connected. As something hits and, and, and grows, everything else kind of follows. They're going to go you looking for You weren't trying it. to get your streams to go up. You were just doing the work and then the streams went up right that is just a byproduct (laughs) of you making great shit people just more and more people start listening to it and telling people about it it's been another great fucking episode free free game Game friday number four it's not the fucking same (laughs) let's go (laughs) we got a live audience here today (laughs) shout out kujo and sarai